You're listening to Inward with Rabbi Joey Rosenfeld on the Shefa Podcast Network. Join Rabbi Joey as he guides us through the world and major works of Kabbalah, Hasidic masters, and Jewish philosophy, shedding light on the inner life of the soul. Okay, Bezras Hashem, tonight's shir, tonight's Parsha shir is going to be in the schus of the Refuah Shalema for Yosef ben Reka and all of the, the Jewish brothers and sisters in, in Ukraine, in the world, everybody. And uh, everybody should have a Refuah Shalema, Refuah Sanefesh, Refuah Saguf, Brach of Shalom. And Bezras Hashem, living with the Parsha just a little bit, should uh, be ma'orer us to... Um, to do tshuva a little bit, to return a little bit closer to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, to you know, to move a little bit more forward with the with the parsha. So in this week's parsha, the culmination, the ending, the ending of Sefer Shemos, the ending of the book of exile and redemption, the book of the story of the Jewish people as a nation entering into Mitzrayim, ascending out of Mitzrayim. Ascending up Parsinai, descending into the Egel Azahav, discovering the secret of redemption within brokenness, all of the different elements of Sefer Shemos. We come to the end, which is the culmination of the Mishkan, which is the place where the Shechina HaKadosh is going to rest, where the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in our lives, in our minds, in reality, our stubborn faith that has the capacity to continue to believe with the deepest emunah imaginable that a Kaddish Baruch Hu's presence saturates all things, that place of hashra'a, that place of a, a silent unity between the upper realm and the lower realm, between the, the connection between Shemayim and Aretz, what Chazal described based on the Pasuk as Yom Nashak, a day of kissing, a day of connectivity, a day of weaponry as well. Chazal already say that the Indian of Milchama and weaponry is associated with that day of the kissing of Shemayim and Aretz. Like Chazal tell us, the Medrash and all of the tzaddikim are repeating over and over that when a person sees nations at war, one of the elements that a person can utilize for themselves, because as Rabbi Nachman tells us, one of the things we can utilize for ourselves, before I go to what Rabbi Nachman tells us, is, is to be mitzapet or ragli mashiach, is for a person to anticipate the coming of mashiach. That when there's a hisoris of Muhammad, like the tzaddikim say, like Rav Cook points out, and like all of the tzaddikim point out, when there's a hisoris of Muhammad in the world, what it means is that it's a time ra'ui, that 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 unsettledness, that chaos, that destruction forces a person to to desire Mashiach more. A person who never even thinks about Mashiach, a person who, yes, we know a makif of Mashiach, we have an idea of Mashiach, but we never think about Mashiach. And we never believe in the possibility of Mashiach. And in a time of Muhammad, in a time of Muhammad, instead, or along with, on a certain spiritual sense, a person, instead of being overwhelmed by the outside world of the Muhammad, they should turn inwards and begin to be mitzapel Mashiach, to, to anticipate 
the, the legs, the arrival of Mashiach Tzidkenu. Now we know, now we know that from all of the Tzadikim we know, from the Morinayim we know, from the Balshem Tov HaKadosh we know, from the Vilna Gon we know, from all of the Tzadikim we know, that there's Mashiach Klali, there's the general arrival of Mashiach Tzidkenu, which will be the political, historical, eschatological end of history and the redemption of history, which the Rambam brings down the halacha that a person has to believe in and anticipate. And different tzaddikim throughout the generations have forced us to properly understand these ideas, especially the, the seventh Lubavitcher Rebbe, that we want Mashiach now, that this is a fundamental element of what it means to be a Jewish person to quite literally expect and demand demand with urgency, beyond urgency, to demand the arrival of Mashiach. But that, I could, all, I mean, I could only speak for myself, that's a foreign, you know, that's a vada, that's a makif, a person has to have that amuna, and it's an amuna. But I can't, I can't say that I believe, I can't say that a mitzap b'chol yom, that that Mashiach should come. A vada comes, Chazal Baruch Hashem tell us that Mashiach comes behesach adas. And so, and so for those of us, you know, who are so lost and have no capacity to remember, to focus on the coming of Mashiach, and for good reason, for, for infinite amounts of reasons, at least we know the statement of Chazal that it comes behesach adas, it comes behesach adas. It comes in a door that is not only kulo chayev or kulo zakayev, but a door of kulo chayev and kulo zakayev bevasachas at the same time. But it comes behesach adas. And, and even in that regard, there's a chasam soifer, schusi yaganelenu, the chasam soifer, tzadik esed oilam, the great, great, great grandfather, or many greats of, of Rav Yitzchak Meyer Morgenstern Shlita. The chasam soifer says in the last tshuva in Yeridea, the last tshuva in Yeridea, and again, Yeridea is also the end of Sefer Shemos because, like we spoke about last week, the das of Moshe is what directs the Jewish people throughout the midbar. And it's what draws us into the place of Mashiach, Yoiradeya, the capacity for a person to open up that, that Nakud of Das, that Nakud of Mashiach, of Moshe within themselves. And the end of Yoiradeya is also Shaykh, the Parshas Pekude, which is the end of Sefer Agula, the end of Sefer Shemos. The last Shuva, the Chasam Sefer, is taking issue, not taking issue, but discussing the Yudgimel Ikreyamuna from the Rambam. And the Chassam Soifer, after discussing and saying what he had to say about the Yud Gimel Ikrim or the concept of a Yud Gimel Ikrim from anybody, the Chassam Soifer says, and he ends his discussion, he says, nevertheless, this is not in terms of the content of the Ikrim that my question is about, because the content of the Ikrim is essential and it's, and it's understandable and it's true that a Jewish person has to believe this in every moment. He says, the only Ikr that I, that I slightly disagree with or that I don't think you can claim as an Iker, is that Muna in Via Samashiach. And the Chassam Seifer says, because let's say Mashiach doesn't arrive. I mean, it, it's a tautological trick because a person can never quite say that Mashiach hasn't arrived because Mashiach is always about to arrive. It's an aspect of waiting until it has a chadas. But he says that there are shitos in Chazal that say Mashiach is not going to come for the Jewish people. And if Mashiach doesn't come, so would one iota of, of Torah observance and experience change? No, nothing would change. We're not oivet amanas pras. 
We don't serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu in order to receive a reward, in order to receive that which we desire to receive. And then the Chassam Soifer brings it back and is metakin the entire thing. Not metakin, it wasn't mekukul, but reveals the, the, the deepest vort. Where he says, but once Chazal have accepted and take it for granted that Mashiach is going to come for the Jewish people, to believe in Mashiach is no longer about believing in Mashiach. It's about believing in the tradition that says Mashiach is going to come. And that's the Das of Moshe, that's the Yeridea. And so that Indian of Mashiach HaKlali, which we're all waiting for and we're all anticipating, and yes, we want and we anticipate, and in the end of the day, the Jewish people in the world is ready to toss away all of the Egle HaZahav that we collect in, before Mashiach. And then in the deepest drives and the desire of each person in the Yechidah Shabbat when they're living on a Thursday night, at the end of a parish of Shemois and Azman of Hisairus and Muhammad and all of these different things, that a person has to be mitzapel via samashiach. Person has to be mitzapel via samashiach. And the way that we do that, if we don't have access, if we can't remember that collective mashiach, our tzaddikim tell us that there's also an inner mashiach. There's also a mashiach prati. The Baal Shem says that what we say in the Chadodi on, on Friday night davening, when the world is fixed, when mashiach comes, is we say that my redeemer, redemption should come close to my heart. And what the Baal Shem Tov and all of the tzaddikim based on the Zohar Kaddish tell us is that what that means is that each and every person has their own geula pratis, each and every person has their own personal subjective redemption each and every day, each and every moment if possible, each and every moment if aware, each and every moment if a person understood that via Samashiach in their lives, they would say Birchas HaGomel every second of their lives. Because the Geula HaPratis is being saved, it's being, it's being elevated out of a scenario that we didn't even know we needed to be elevated from. It's simply the, the light of Shabbos, that Geula Pratis, that opening of the soul that allows me to just care a little bit less. To care a little bit less, to look inwards a little bit more, to be mitzapet to good in my life, in the world in general, to daven and to do every single thing a person has to do with regards to the chitzonia sa'ilam, but also to be able to close one's eyes to the distractions and mitzias of this world. Listo in alma, to, to close the eyes off from the, the, the noise and the terrifying noise, the kol hamona sharomi, that voice that emerges and emanates from, from Rome, the heart of Rome, and it, and it deafens everything. It deafens the Hirhure Tshuva, it deafens the, the Hirhure Shira. Via Samashiach HaPrati is the silencing of that noise and the allowance to allow our Nigun HaPanimi to play, our innermost tune, which is the tune of Via Samashiach. That song, that Nigun of La'asid Lavo, that Mashiach sings of Gula Pratis, of personal redemption, when I elevate myself out of darkness for a moment and to choose to see good, that's also via Samashiach. And it's Pashat, based on what we said, I believe it was last week, with regards to the Das of Moshe, that the Maori Naim says, we don't know where Moshe is buried because Moshe is buried in each and every one of us. And we know that Moshe and the Indian of Mashiach is one and the same. It's Mashahayahu Sheyihiyah that the Ma'amarim, that the Rebbe, Rav Yitzhak, Ma'am Morgenstern, and Shlita points out on this Indian of Moshe and Mashiach based on the Mitla Rebbe in the second volume of Taras Chaim, in Parsha Shmos and B'Shalach with regards to the distinctions between Moshe and Mashiach and how they're two expressions of a singular thing. We all have a chilek of Moshe, so we all have a chilek of Mashiach. 
Mashiach is das, Mashiach is awareness. And that gula hapratis is what comes to us when there's a mechama in the world. In this week's parsha, we see the culmination of the Mishkan, drawing down the Mishkan, Hashra Sashchina, the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Geula HaPratis in our lives. And we're told in a repeated fashion that it was made by two individuals. It was made by Betzalel ben Uri ben Chur Lamati Yehuda Asa es Kol Asher Tziva Hashem es Moshe. It was Betzalel, the son of Uri, who was the son of Chur, who came from the, the line of Yehuda. That line of Malchus, that line of David Malka Meshicha, of, of success and Avedis Hashem, of majesty, of a control, of power, which is rooted in the deepest Amuna, but Yehuda is the Aniha Gever. I can stand up in front of Yosef and shatter his teeth if I need to, with my cry, with my single Gur Aryeh, with that lion and that force of Klal Yisrael and Kedusha and Amuna. That's the Kayach of Yehuda. That's where Betzalah comes from. V'ito ahaliyav ben achisamach l'matadan charesh b'choyshe v'roikim b'tcheilus b'agman t'las ha'shen yubashesh. Mamish a pasuk from the Megillah. It's a, it's a Megillah's Esther pasuk. V'ito ahaliyav, which is the aspect of Dan, which is the aspect of Mordechai and Esther, as we're going to see. Shevet of Binyamin. Ben achisamach. All of the beautiful different garments, all of the levush malchus, the tcheles, that that koyach of matadan. But matadan is the opposite of Yehuda. Dan is, is broken down. Dan is the lowest of the shvatim. Dan is the lowest of the Shvatim. Dan is the one who leaves Mitzrayim with Pesalach on them, with Avodah unable to let go of, of, of that foreign connection, that addiction, that space of Chametz that needs to be let go of. Dan, we're told, is, is the lowest of the Shvatim, emerging from Bilha, emerging from a place that even Yaakov Avinu didn't necessarily have the intention of Yachol to bring light out from. And Dan were told where the Palte Ha'anan, Dan were told where the Ma'asef HaMachana, when the Jewish people were traveling through the desert, surrounded by Anani HaKavod, surrounded by that Anan that descends into the Mishkan at the end of this week's parsha, reminding us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with us at every moment of our lives, that Hashra in each and every one of our lives that cloud, that Arfel, that Moshe Rabbeinu encountered when he was on Har Sinai, that his galus of kavod, those levushim, those ways of being toyface, of grasping HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Kedusha and Shalom in our lives. Ma'asif l'chalamachanos, Dan is, is the furthest. Dan is the most despised. Dan is in fact spit out from the Anan. Dan is attacked by Amalek by being kicked out of the Anan. Those who were weak in, in back of you. Dana referred to as anan, the, the, the excess, that which was cast away from the protection of Anani HaKavod. Dan is that place of din, it's a place of judgment, it's a place of, of lowness. But Dan, we're told, also gets a bracha. You're going to be like a snake on the path. You're going to fix the snake on the path. You're going to terrify that path, that darkness in the world. 
And the bracha that Machanet Dan gets, that Shevet Dan gets when Yaakov Avinu, Yisrael Saba, leaves this world is Kivisi Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I have yearned for your salvation. I've yearned for it. Yearning, as we know already, only happens when a person doesn't have something. If I have it, there's no need to yearn. If I have it, there's no need to yearn. Machanadan had so little, or they had lost so much, or they were so small in their own eyes and in Matthias, that that they had nothing. They had nothing of themselves. They were the Polte Ha'anan. Hashem. I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Hashem, that bracha that Yaakov Avinu Yisrael Saba gives to Dan is the bracha of yearning because you're mechusser. And Dan has the deepest koach in the world. Because Dan is makir, because Dan feels spit out at certain points of that cloud, Dan also has the koach to be the ma'asif l'cholamachanos, to collect all of the lost objects. Dan has the ability to elevate that which seemed insignificant and unworthy and despised in the eyes of the builders is in truth the Rosh Pina, is in truth the most beautiful thing, that stone of Dan, that despised stone, that the generation of Dan, Machana Dan, because they, they, they descended, because they fell, because they acknowledged their fall, unlike that Yehuda space, unlike Betzalel, they were also able to collect the lost pieces. The pieces that had fallen away, they were already lost. There was a sense of avdon. There was a sense of kasha, avaditi, avaditi. That place of dan, Hashem, towards your salvation, I have yearned. That koyach of kivoy, Rashi Kadosh tells us that what, <clears throat> what Yaakov Avinu saw was the neshama of Shimshon, Shimshon Hagibor, who was meant to be Mashiach. There was an aspect of Mashiach associated with dan. And so what we see is that the Mishkan itself, the, the dwelling place for the presence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu is the culmination, that place of the cloud and its presence protecting us. <clears throat> that place was architected and built by two individuals, two archetypal models of Jewish spirit and two aspects of the self, the aspect of Yehuda and the aspect of Dan. The Zohar HaKadosh says, Chazal tell us that here we have a unification between the highest level and the lowest level of Dan, of B'tzalel, who has his stuff together, of Yehuda, rather, Yehuda, B'tzalel, who has his stuff together, and then there's Dan, and then there's Ohaliyav. And that unity is necessary for the building of the Mishkan. A person has to have their stuff together and not have their stuff together at the same time. A person has to be capable of ascending into the place of Yehuda mindset and descending into the place of Dan mindset. Of running and returning, of finding a Kaddish Baruch in the light and finding a Kaddish Baruch in the darkness. Dan is spit out or attacked by a Malik. There's an aspect of us in every one of our experiences that is attacked by a Malik. Amalek is is those who are weakened, those who are impoverished, those who who it's not even their fault, and that's who Amalek attacks. And it's specifically there that the chiluk of Dan within us has the capacity of being mevatel the shame of Amalek, of erasing Amalek from within, of battling Amalek. You need that in the binyan of the Mishkan as well. 
The binyan of the Mishkan, the Hashra of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in our lives, can't only be in the Yehuda moments. It can't be when it's a Betzalel experience who has that artistry and that, and that precision. Sometimes it's going to be in the time of that Dan who's Shimshon, a failed Messiah, a Mashiach that didn't make it. But chas v'shalom to think that it was a failed Mashiach, it, it was Mekayim, what it needed to be Mekayim in its very failure, because everything is Mashiach. Shimshon is not a, a failure. Shimshon's Indian is to be Megala, Hashem. And if the entire concept of Dan is I'm yearning for something, then Dan can quite literally never win because to win would be to reverse the joy that one finds in accepting that I can't win. That avoid of Dan, that's makabel everything that collects the lost objects and returns them. The place that tzaddikim know where when you're by the tzaddik, when you're by the kever of a tzaddik, in particular the Rabbeinu Nachman ben Fega, Nachman Nevea who, who's in Uman and in Yerushalayim, but in Uman, that, that place where a person goes to, re, to retrieve their lost objects, the tzaddik says. That a person connects themselves to Kedusha, not because they want to necessarily get better or develop more that they have never tasted in their lives. The secret is to how do I learn what I've lost? That's the avoid of the tzaddik. The avoid of the tzaddik is to tell you, you still have it, you've just lost it. You've always had it. That place of Uman, that place of Dan is the Yeshuascha Kivisi Hashem. It's Baruch Hashemesh, like Shimshon. It's a place where I have the ability to uncover HaKadosh Baruch Hu as well in my life. In that place of Dan. In that place of Oaliyav. Now we know that Amalek attacks the nation of Dan. Amalek attacks over there. And the reason that Amalek attacks over there is because Amalek, and as we've seen, every every person has their description, every tzaddik has their description of Amalek. Some tzaddikim, like the tzaddik of tzaddik HaKoyin Meilablin, has a, a million explanations of, of Amalek, because it came from the Meshiloach, who saw Amalek as as the the, the inverse response towards the, uh, a movement towards Kedusha in one's life, the, the shadow awareness of the fact that at the moment that I decide to try and get better in my life, to do something good in my life, to uncover light in my life, at that moment there is going to be an equal amount of, of resistance. Because in truth, they're not two separate things. Because Amalek doesn't exist, as we're going to see. The notion of Amalek is just the, the dredges of Kedusha. It's the way HaKadosh Baruch reveals himself in this world at the lowest imaginable possible place. And, and, and that koyach of Amalek to attack at Dan is because Dan is just the lowest place. They're the Anan. They're the ones who are most susceptible to feeling that, to feeling what spiritual resistance feels like. That spiritual resistance, that darkening that emerges within a person's mind, not darkening chas that resistance, that mania, that, that is born at the very same moment that a gesture, movement towards Kedusha emerges in one's life. Dan feels that and Dan is able to fight it. Dan is able to be metak in that. And again, what we haven't said yet, I, I, I mean, in, in my mind, our tzaddikim tell us that, that our generation is Machanadan, that, that Machanadan is our generation. We are the Polteha Anan, that is us. We are the ones who are in, living in the secret of the Hashem. That all I can do is yearn for your salvation, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. 
the Tzaddik, the Ramchal, and his Talmidim, Rav Moshe David Vali, and the Chavraya Kadisha of Padua, the Ramchal and his Chavraya, who brought Mashiach also. That was a moment of Mashiach. Masil Sisharim is a book of Mashiach. When a person learns <coughs> Masil Sisharim <coughs> and understands that the Tachlis in this world is to come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's via Samashiach in a person's life. That's the path. It's 26 steps of Shem Havaya, the 26 chapters. Masil Sisharim was written in, in when the Ramchal was, was accused of the worst imaginable things <clears throat> towards the end of his short but, but impossible life. And the Ramchal, Rav Moshe Chaim Lutzato, someone who spoke more about Mashiach than anybody. The Ramchal laid out a path for us. He laid out a path of, of grasping HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He wrote he wrote Masil Sisharim when he was attacked, when he threw all of his books away, when he was forced into exile and excommunication. It was specifically there where it was baseless attacks. It was the Metzias of the world. He understood that this is how Kaddish Baruch Hu fears the Welt right now. He realized it wasn't about any other people. It was specifically there in that dark place, so to speak, in the Ramchal's world that the Ramchal gave us Masil Sisharim. The Ramchal's letters from that time are all about Rabbi Akiva. They're all about Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva, who understood the secret of Gamzul Toiva, who understood the secret of everything, 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 everything is for the good. Everything, Gamzul Toiva, Gam Charvoyna Zacharlato, Gam Charvoyna Zacharlato, even the Churban, even the Churbanos are Zacharlato. That Koyach of Tzadik to see destruction and to be Mamtiket. This Avoid of Dan. The Savoida of Dan, I'm sorry, I'm, I, I lost my train of thought. But Amalek attacks Dan. Amalek attacks Dan in that place. And the job is to, I'm sorry. Baruch Hashem. The Ramchal gives us Masil Shisharim in that dark place in his life. The Ramchal gives us Masil Shisharim. The Ramchal offered other Svarim as well. The Ramchal wrote a sefer called Taktu Tfilos, 515 Tfilos, which is the Gematria of the Eschanan, Vani Tfila, like Moshe Rabbeinu Raim Hem Nadavin, 515 Tfilos before going in or trying to get into Eretz Yisrael. And every one of the Tfilos that the Ramchal wrote <clears throat> ends with the Pasuk, Lishuascha Kivisi Hashem. Every single one. Not a single one does not end with that stamp of Lishuascha Kivisi Hashem that all it can do is yearn. And the Ramchal has a drush, which we've learned together before, called drush Kivoy, which is all about ultimately how the only spiritual thing a person can do in life is to yearn for salvation from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, is to live in that midah of dan, is to live in that place of holding on to the belief, the undying belief and the hope and the kivoy, which again, always emerges from a place of distance that that kivoy is all we have when it comes to our relationship with the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And that's the Kayach of Dan, and Dan also has to build. Dan also has to be a part of our lives. And Amalek attacks there. So what's Amalek? So there's a lot of Amaleks. Rabbi Nachman says in the 19th teaching in the second volume of Lakutim Aran that Amalek is the Sofei Tevos of Sheva Yipol HaTzadik Vikam. That the Tzadik falls down seven times, 
and he gets up. And the context of the Torah over there is, is essential. Obviously, it's about how one breaks the head of the snake, ultimately with that stone of Amuna. The only way to fix that impurity that, that shows itself in the world at various points, like the Vilna Gon tells us that, that the snake and the Nachash and Metzafa Yetzeh Nachash and Tzafa, which is Gematria Amalek, comes from within the Nachash. There's an element of that Metzius coming about again. There's like a bump in the grid of, of quantum reality. That, that gives birth to this type of, you know, snake showing itself. And as the Safra Ditzniusa tells us, the Vilna Gon writes, all of this is obviously B'derach Efshar, because the learning about Mashiach is always about a learning of Mashiach Prati. It's a question of how do I bring Mashiach for myself? But that snake that shows itself once in a while it is broken with that stone, with that stone of Dan, with that, that stone of Amuna, of Kivoy. And so Amalek makes you fall. It shows a person that I can think good. I can try. I can take upon myself this or that. I, I, I can live with a sense of tamimus. I can live with a sense of tamimus even though I fall. Even though I fall. I fall. This world is falling. But I can see with with eyes of Tamimus, with calmness, that the fall is also part of the process. Hisheva yipal atzadik v'kam. Amalek tries to tell us that no, you fall, and it's a separation. What you did before the fall, what you do after the fall, those are all mikra. Those are all inessential. That is not the deepest expression of who you are. It's tangential to the essence of your soul, says Amalek. And when you fall, when you descend from what you wanted or what you expected or what you hoped for or what you truly need to believe because it's the only medicine available, even though you fall from it, MS, we, it's, we'll go back to that point in a second. Amalek, Amalek says, that's the real you. That fall is the real you. That fall is the real you and you can't get back up. That's where Amalek hangs out. Amalek hangs out in the yeyush of it all, in the hopelessness of it all, in the perpetual repetition of the same of it all, of the overwhelmingness of it all, whatever that nakuda is. Amalek says that that's, that's real. And the capacity of Dan to be mevatel, the kayach of Amalek, is to recognize that no, that's the ikr kiyum of the tzaddik. That the falling is not incidental, the falling is not symptomatic, the falling is part of the Metzius, as we said, even Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't grasp the essence of Hashem. And as Rav Huttner says in his letter, a, a remarkable psychological, educational, redemptive letter, that someone who wrote to his Rebbe, Rav Yitzchak Huttner, complaining, crying, feeling low about themselves, judging themselves about their descent in spiritual whatever. It's an, it's an anonymous letter and therefore it's for everybody. Rav Huttner says that what Shlomo HaMelech says in Mishlei, a person typically thinks that it's a statement about the resiliency of the tzaddik. He falls seven times. He descends into that pit of despair, into that place of fear, into that place of unconsciousness, of mindlessness, of anger, of lust, of jealousy, whatever it might be. And, and he's able to get up again, and therefore he's good. 
says Rafutner in the name of Tzadok, I believe anonymously. Rafutner Rafutner didn't Rafutner didn't express exactly who he was quoting from, although it's known because it was so it was so saturated in his writings that he didn't have to express it. Rafutner says that it's not it's not that in spite of the fall you still get up. It's because of the fall you get up. This is the Takuma. That's what life is. Life is ups and downs. And when a person sees that that up and down, the peak and the valley, the strike and the gutter, the, the, the ruts of Eshov, the Yehuda and the Dan, the Gullus and the Geula of our lives are both two elements of the same experience. And when a person realizes that, Ba Mashiach, that's Hashra Sashkin in a person's life. There's Hashra when I realize that everything is you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And Amalek, that's how we're Mavat Amalek. We done, we make a Psak Din and we say, no, everything is good. I, of course, I still have to try and this and that and all of the halachos of what it means to be a human being on every level that a person's heart feels is necessary and valuable for themselves. That everything is good. That's the koyach to be mevatal amalek, according on this teaching of Rabbi Nachman in the 19th teaching, that amalek is the sofe tevos of shavi yipal atzadik v'kam. The Vilna Gon, in a sefer, it was published and it was out of print for a long time and it was republished, I believe, or is being republished, is Lakute Agra. Lakute Agra is, a, is, a, is an insanely potent sefer. It's just a very powerful book. And there's a, the book itself is very terse, but the commentary, the lengthy commentary by his Talmud or his, the, the Talmud Mufak of his Talmud Mufak, Rav Yitzhak Isaac Chaver, who was a Talmud Mufak of Rav Menachem Mendel of Shklov. And tonight is, just to pause for a second, tonight is Rav, Ma- Rav Menachem Mendel of Shklov's yard site. Oy, Rav Menachem Mendel of Shklov was the Talmud Mufak of the Vilna Gon, spent two years face-to-face with the Vilna Gon, not leaving his side, writing that the Vilna Gon revealed to him things that, that, that one, one could not imagine, one could not believe. And then he decided, like anybody who spends time with the Vilna Gon or a tzaddik, is that it was time to move to Eretz Yisrael. And he became one of the first oilim, the attempt to be mit'alel Yerushalayim, to bring a chabura and a chavraya kadisha to Yerushalayim. And again, Rav Menachem Mendel Shklov, his teachings, his teachings are, are, are singular, other than, I believe, the Ramchal and Rav Yitzhak Isaac Chavir in a certain way. But Rav Menachem Mendel of Shklov is singular. We'll see this book. I've, I've lived with this book, Mayim Adirim, which is a parish on, um, on the Idrizuta, on the Idrizuta from the Zayar Kadosh. And uh, an amazing about this book is that it has a haskama from the Divrei Chaim of Sans. Or maybe it doesn't have haskama. Maybe the Mesorah was that the Divrei Chaim of Sans, who was not a student of the Vilna Gon, would never allow this Sefer to leave his desk and that he would learn from it every day which is obviously a tremendous kiyum in the yichud of two Torahs of the Vilna Gon and the Baal Shem Tov, which is the Davar Pashut. But, but they also say that, that really, he, he thought it was Rav Menachem Mendel of Vitebsk, the Vitebsker, who was a student of the Magid, and a student of Baal Shem Tov, because they both have a vort in the beginning that says that the koilis that come from Harsinai, you wouldn't believe, it's like, it's too amazing, that the koilis that come from Harsinai are the Hirhure Tshuva that emerge within a person's heart every day when they're able to quiet down the noise of Rome for a second. And he knew that this was a teaching of Rav Menachem Mendel of Vitebsk. And so he assumed that the Sefer was from Rav Menachem Mendel of Vitebsk, from the light of Hasidus. And he kept it and he learned from it every day, the Divrei Chaim. 
But either way, Rav, Rav Menachem and the Shklov settled in Sas, settled in Sas and, and, and learned with the Svardi Mekubalim over there, where a lot of the Mesorah of the, the unity between the Rashash and his Talmidim and the Vilnagon and his Talmidim, to the extent that someone said, I believe it was in Abu Lafia, but uh, of a later generation who were learning in, in, in Beit El, that he said that that one who learns with the Vilna Gon is learning with the, the Rashash. That one who learns the teachings of the Gra is also, and we know that the Rashash was learning the teachings of the Baal Shem Tov as well. So, but the Rav Menachem and Shklov was in Tzvas and then he went to Yerushalayim because there was a Machlokas in Tzvas and he went to Yerushalayim and in Yerushalayim, he rented out a shul of none other than the Orachayim HaKadosh. Orachayim HaKadosh. Which is another person, Orachayim HaKadosh, who was the, the, the nefesh of David, the nefesh of Mashiach, who Baal Shem Tov saw in a dream and understood that if I come to Eretz Yisrael, I'm going to bring Mashiach. And the, and the Orachayim HaKadosh said, it depends, can you see my feet in the dream? And, and the Baal Shem Tov said, no, I can't. And, and Arab, this was a communication through the Baal Shem Tov's brother-in-law, Rav Gershon Kitver. And the Baal Shem Tov said, I can't. And he says, if you can't see my feet, then he shouldn't come. And obviously the Baal Shem Tov went on his journey to get to Eretz Yisrael, which is how we have the mice of Shvi Pesach, where ultimately the Baal Shem Tov couldn't make it, but he remembered the Aleph Beis. And so, so in this base Medrash of the Orachayim HaKadosh, Rav Menachem Mendel of Shklov had his whole Chavraya Kadisha, and he's buried right next to the Orachayim HaKadosh. Now there was a Misa where there was a tractor that was trying to, this is all from Rav Yitzhak Maya Morgenstern Shlita, but it's the Tzaddik's yard site. It's, uh, it's Rav Menachem Endel of Shklov's Chusi Yoganalein's yard site. And, uh, and it should be Melitz Yosher for Klai Yisrael. It should be Mamtik, all of the dinam in the world of Menachem Mendel, of Menachem and Nechama, and that or of Shklov. And, and so they were trying to raise on some level like the Orachayim's Kever or something and the bulldozer that was traveling um, tumbled over, and it, like tumbled over, and it was a sign that, like, okay, we're not going to do this. And so the Rebbe of Yitzhak Maya Morgenstern tells the Misa that he heard from Rabbi Yosef Spinner, who's a tremendous Mokobel, that uh, that the the bulldozer really turned over by Rav Menachem and the Mishklov. Didn't turn over by the Orachayim Makadosh. That the Torah of Rav Menachem and the Mishklov. It's the it's a Torah of Geula because what it does is it takes the Pashtus of his Rebbe the Gra and reveals the deepest depths in the world. It's Kedai to read the Hakdama to the Bir Hagra on Mishle, which was written by Rav Menachem Mendel of Shklov, where we have the famous teaching that Rav Menachem Mendel of Shklov tells us that he heard from his Rebbe that in order to understand so, the person has to understand Pshat. And that also in order to understand Pshat, a person has to understand so. And what the Bashem Tov HaKadosh, I believe, would simply point out is that's because Pshat and so are the same thing. But anyway, it's Rav Menachem Mendel Rav Menachem Mendel of Shklov's yard site. And, and Rav Menachem Mendel of Shklov says something incredible. I saw, I remember today, just bringing it back to Dan. I'm sorry for the, the tangent, Chavra, but it's a schus to talk about Rav Menachem Mendel of Shklov. So Rav Menachem Mendel of Shklov is pointing out in his biur on the Idrizuta in Kufches. And he says as follows, after describing all of the good and wonderful things that happened to the Jewish people when they connect HaKadosh Baruch Hu at the depth of their mind and the depth of their heart on every level of experience. So he describes the experience of Dan. He describes the experience of the struggle. I'm sorry. And when a person is not connected, and when a person doesn't feel connected, 
to that Yehuda experience, to that light. And walks amongst the beasts and, and, and danger and lives in a place of separation. Nikres he, it's referred to as he, it's referred to as a, 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 the, the feminine element of experience, of, of receptivity, of unconsciousness, of, of nighttime. It's not a state of wakefulness. And at this point, it's the beginning of the sighs of life, the sighing of life, the oive of life, the dan of life, that moment of, of struggle, of not knowing how I'm going to find HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shaira in my life right now. How am I going to uncover Hashra Sashkina right here, right now, that Hashem is with me in this moment, outside of the Anan, in the place that Amalek attacks. And so when we begin to sigh beside oi vai hoi, Rav Menachem Mendel of Shklov writes this out. Aleph, vav, chupchik yud, vav, chupchik yud, and hey vav, chupchik yud. I, I said chupchik three times. I imagine that's going to... This oi vai hoi. Oi vai hoi. That's the shayrish of Lanocha. You're not going to believe this. Ki enam iskabelas melamala, because it's not coming from above. Zakt the Be'er Yitzchak, Rav Yitzchak Isaac Chaver, who wrote a commentary on this Sefer, and we're going to go back to his commentary on the Kutei Agra about Amalek in a second. But Rav Yitzchak Isaac Chaver says on the word, Melamala, when a person sighs, V'soid Gimel Tevos Hanal, the secret of these three words, Oi, Vai, and Hoi, Shasimanam Hu, which are the letters Hu, Hey, Vav, Aleph, the way to ascend back up to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Oi vai hoi, oi vai hoi is the, the very mechanism that brings me back. Who begematria dan is the gematria 54. That the sigh of a yid when they're struggling and when they don't believe in their ability to get back up is the shirish of machanadan. That's where Lishuascha Kivisi Hashem comes from. That's the 54 times that it says Haman in the Megillah. That's the 54 letters in the 10 sons of Haman. That's the Kayach of Amalek that comes to destroy, to destroy everything, that Reishanachash, that comes to destroy everything and swallow everything whole. That place of, of Amalek, that place of descent in our lives, that place of Oi Vai Hoi, as Rabbi Nachman would say, as Rabbi Nachman would say that the Iker Shleimus Hachisaron, the perfection of all lack, the, the best way to deal with lack in one's life and struggle is a good sigh, oy. Because when you sigh, you breathe. And the way to, to move back upward, away from Amalek, is to breathe. Is that 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 krech sakadusha. So anyway, that's a little bit on, on Rav Menachem and We'll speed up a little bit. So we had Rabbi Nachman's parish on Amalek, which was the Sofi Tevos of Sheva Yipalat Sadik Bakam. And then we have the Vilna Gon. And the Vilna Gon says that Amalek Amalek is Roshe Tevos, Amram, Moshe, Levi, and Kahas. So backwards, right? It's it's Kahas. Well, it's not an order, it's not an order anyway. Right? So it's it's Amram, Moshe, Levi, and Kahas. And it's Pashat that Amalek tries to do one of two things to say that Moshe Rabbeinu is not really Moshe Rabbeinu. That it's Sadik MS, that the Tzadike Hadoris, that the Yechidi Hadoris, that the true Tzadikim in their books and in our lives and in Metzius, 
and all of us are our own tzaddik. Amalek comes to try and say that your tzaddik is not unique. Moshe Rabbeinu is not unique. Moshe Rabbeinu comes from somewhere. And Avad Moshe Rabbeinu comes from somewhere always, but Moshe Rabbeinu is more than what he comes from. Moshe Rabbeinu is the Nukud of Das. It's the Nukud of Mashiach in us. So Amalek tries to say, oh, you're so interested in Moshe. It really comes from Levi and Kahas and Amram. And it tries to minimize the singularity of our own experiences. And the other Pashat Pshad is that it comes to be Pagim in the, in the Das of Moshe. A Malik goes directly for the deepest point in a person's life to, to, to not believe in my Das, to not believe in my ability to connect with my mind, to be caught up in, in, a, in a place of disconnection. A Malik, we're told, is, is the, the, the opposite of Das. It is the disconnection that, that tries to convince us that when we fall, we're completely disconnected. And so for the Vilna Gon, it's mashma that the koyach of being mevatel amalek is the belief that that I, ani, me, that's Dan. Dan says, Hashem, I, I'm the ones yearning for you. I believe that I could uncover my nukud of Mashiach, my personal geula. And the belief in that ability, the belief to uncover the nukud of Das of Moshe within each and every one of us, the nukud of entering into Binyan Hamishkan, to be mavatel amalek in that sense is to believe in our das of Moshe within us, is to believe in the, the essence of ourselves and our emuna pshuta. And that we can say to one another, Moshe shapir ka'amart, Moshe, you said good. What we didn't say last week, which I wanted to say, is that Rabbi Nachman says that Moshe, Moshe Rabbeinu, the nakuda of Moshe in all of us, that nakuda that's in Uman, that place of Elyonim Lamata, Vitachtainim Lamala, that's also in Yerushalayim, Vasachas, that place of Echad Shushtayim. That this Nakuda of Moshe is the Gematria of 345, and it stands in between Shmad and Ratzon. That Moshe stands between heresy and desire. Almost to say as if the Nakuda of Moshe in us is stuck, is in between, is caught in the middle of on the one end, I am so close to heresy. I am so close to denying it all and forgetting it all and being miyayish chas v'shalom. Yet at the very same moment, I am equally and as close to the Nakuda of Ratzon, to the highest possible experience of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in my life. So that Nakuda of Rava de Ravin, I am always equidistant from the two because Be'emes, it's all Rava de Ravin, it's all Ratzon. Even in the Shmad, as Rakuk would tell us, that the deepest kfira in the world is simply a desire for more emuna. This Koyach, this Koyach of Moshe, which stands between Shmad and Ratzon, it stands between those two polarities of our experience. If a Malik comes to be Poygim in that, it tries to make us forget our ability to grapple both sides. One more Nikud on a Malik is what the Tzadikim say that a Malik is Suffolk, a Malik is doubt. And we spoke about this by, uh, by Fabringen, but this Nikuda of Suffolk that a Malik comes to, to say, is, is Hashem with you or is He not? That place of a Jew falling away from the, the deepest belief that everything is good, that Koyach of Rabbi Akiva, that Koyach of Hashem, that Koyach of being kicked out of the cloud, yet choosing to find my place specifically there and to elevate Kedusha 
and to return the lost goods to the Jewish people and to live with the Kayach of a tzaddik in my life. That Safek comes to, to be a mevatel that. But we already know that Safek, as Rav Kook tells us, is also the Shoresh of Sipuk, of satisfaction. And that the Kayach of Safek, the Kedusha, of Rosh Chodesh Adar, of the Sveikos, the Radla, of those unknowable doubts, of the unknowable head, which is the Rosh Tevos of Adar. Adar is Rosh Lois Yoda. That that place of Safek is the highest place of it all. As the Magad of Kashnitz points out, that remove yourself from doubt, if you want to learn how to leave this world, to stop being so afraid and stop being so stuck on this world and enter into the inner interiority of the soul, that Nakuda is going to only be through the Kedusha of Safik. To Stalek, how do you want to remove yourself from the concealment of this world? Throw yourself into the world of Safik because hidden in the Sveikos of, of Amuna is the deepest opportunity to have more Amuna and more Amuna. And Bezru Sashem, that's how we're Mavato the Koyach of Amalek, to remember to forget and to forget to remember and to believe that every second that even Amalek in our lives and the Amalek in the world is ultimately contained within the deepest desire of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And even a Malik is not outside of the, the realm of a Kaddish Baruch Hu. And in truth, a Malik doesn't exist because the truest form of its holiness, as Rav Tzadok tells us, is the fact that it can't exist. Zakhtar Tzadok, that, that a Malik is a Metzius, She'enab Metzius. It's a non-existent existence because it exists as something that has no spark of Kedusha in it. And ultimately, such a thing cannot exist. And therefore, its, its survival is, is rooted in its very non-existence. There needs to be a perpetual erasure of it. The concept of a Malik is fixed when we realize that there's no such thing as a Malik. And we're mavatalid, and, and Rav Tzadok says this is the very same question as Yediyah and Bechira, and it, even he says, like the Rambam tells us, that ultimately it's trey hafachim b'noisa echad, it's two at one. It's two at one, that's the kayach of Dan and Yehuda, of Yad. A Yid is a Yud and a Dalit, it's a Yichud of Yehuda and Dan. The Nakuda of Kedusha, that's the Nakuda of Mashiach ben David and Mashiach ben Yosef, who come announced by Sraya. Saraya from the Shevet of Dan, who announces the arrival of Eliyahu Navi. By throwing ourselves into that Suffolk to Kedusha, we remember that Amalek doesn't exist. We remember that everything is good and that the deepest point of the Suffolk in the world is ultimately just another opportunity for Mashiach. And in that way, a person lives their lives with the Yeshua Kivisi Hashem. And we'll get to the Ezra Hashem, the next few weeks will be the, a similar theme building up to building up to, to Megillus Esther and Purim Be'ezra Sashem. This podcast is supported in part from a grant from the Hadar Institute. The music is by Zusha. The audio engineer is David Kwan. For more from the Shefa Podcast Network, visit our Facebook page and please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.